Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Friday, February 9th. A flesh and blood human being. Today's scripture reading is found in John chapter 1, verses 10 through 14, from the First Nations Version, which reads, He came down into this world, and even though he made all things, the world did not recognize him. Even his own tribe did not welcome or honor him. But all who welcome and trust him receive their birthright as children of the Great Spirit. They are born in a new way, not from a human father's plans or desires, but born from above by the Great Spirit. Creator's Word became a flesh-and-blood human being and pitched His sacred tent among us, living as one of us. We looked upon His great beauty and saw how honorable He was, the kind of honor held only by this one Son who fully represents His Father, full of His great kindness and truth. This is God's Word. I know, I know, having just come off the high of every human being and all people and the light that the darkness has not overcome, we run smack into the wall of Jesus' first century experience of rejection by his own. He came down into this world, and even though he made all things, the world did not recognize him. Even his own tribe did not welcome or honor him. It makes you want to pull an Emily Latella from that old SNL bit and just say, never mind. Not so every human being after all. Not so much darkness not overcoming it. It seemed to nail him down pretty well, didn't it? And darkness reigned, literally, on that day. But I'm not taking back my whoa just yet nor retracting that ultimate divine optimism. Light may hit a wall, but all the walls eventually give way, as surely as that huge stone did that they thought could lock him and the story in, like the ultimate heavy period. But it rolled, and he still shines, and everyone will see him, even they who pierced him. But that's not the key thing I want to unpack from these lines. What I want to unpack is that pivotal line that ultimately will roll away every stone and move every mountain. Creator's word became a flesh and blood human being and pitched his sacred tent among us, living as one of us. Traditionally and theologically, we call this the incarnation. But incarnation means more than Jesus putting on a skin suit the way my daughter might put on a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer costume. Such a costume completely encompasses her, and to young eyes, she is Rudolph. But plug your ears, young ones, that really, it's just her inside there. She's just wearing a suit. She just looks like Rudolph, but is really just Brianna after all. That's not incarnation. That's impersonation. Jesus is not a human impersonator. 
nor is the great truth at the heart of what we know as the gospel a great act of divine impersonation. The word didn't slip into a skin suit, nor did the word appropriate a carnal costume. The word that Johanna, in reading the Gospel of John through Palestinian eyes, uses is inhumanization. John presents a new world order, Johanna writes, that starts with the inhumanization of the second person of the Trinity. And it is completed with his death and resurrection. Inhumanization entails both enfleshment and ensoulment. It is etymologically a better rendering than incarnation, that is, enfleshment. End of quote from Johanna. Inhumanization. Jesus is the divine becoming fully inhumanized. Human, not just acting like one, or worse, just looking like one. In a word, in a world filled with far too much dehumanization, both then and now, the true Son of God comes singing his songs, and he comes fully inhumanized. This became John's ultimate sticking point when it came to the measure of sound doctrine. If you embrace the Word who became flesh and lived among us fully inhumanized, that the gap between the human and the divine has been fully and experientially bridged, and the fully and experientially inhumanized Word that we know as Jesus, well, then you're in. If you don't, well, then you're still outside blindly groping for the door. Though no worries, the light still shines, even in that darkness. Yes? So, as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder, what is the practical impact on you and your understanding of life and the world that in Jesus, the divine, has become fully human, inhumanized? Why does this matter so? We looked upon his great beauty and saw how honorable he was, the kind of honor held only by this one son who fully represents his father, full of his great kindness and truth. Lord, let me pause and see that great beauty in you, even as you fill me with a great kindness and truth that fills you. Through your mercies.